Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Be ready, Utah. We often talk about storing food and non-perishable perishables in case of an emergency, but what about water and storing water? KSL is partnering all year on emergency preparedness with Be Ready Utah to bring you this information. Jeff Johnson, of course, is a state emergency operations safety officer at the Utah Division of Emergency Management, and uh, Jeff joins us on the line. Uh, Jeff, as we look at this important area of water, let's start with some of the basics. What should we be thinking about when it comes to water needs in case of an emergency? Thanks for having us, Boyd. We appreciate you and KSL doing this. Um, you know, water storage is critical. Uh, when you start talking to people about what they should store, you know, the very first thing that needs to be stored is water. And going back to the rules of three to four, you can live four minutes without air, you can live about four days without water, and you can live about four weeks without food. Um, but water, you know, is something you need, really need to store and have an adequate supply until whatever other source starts bringing water into wherever you're at. And so uh, let me just quickly tell you, I went through a 7.7 earthquake when I was in Japan, mm. and all the, all the water lines underneath the street broke. In fact, we did the dumb thing and turned our water tap on afterwards, and we actually sucked sewage into our water taps, <laughs> oh. which took took a problem. Uh, took a while to get it back out. It was a problem, but... We didn't have any water. That was Monday night at about 5.15 in, in the evening, and we didn't get any water all day Tuesday. On Wednesday, there was a truck coming around at 6 p.m. that was passing out boxes of water, about three and a half liters, and we managed to get one of those for four of us, which, you know, we were quite thirsty at that time and drank it all, and we went all day Thursday again, and then Friday we stumbled into a Red Cross um, booth that had been set up and was providing water. And so between Monday night and Friday at noon, we got one drink, which was on Wednesday night. And I can tell you what it's like to be thirsty, and this is not something anybody wants to go through. Yeah. It is, it is, um, it, you really start to feel sick when you go that long without water. Yeah. And, and so people need to store a minimum two-week supply uh, for each person in your home. Um, that means 14 gallons for each person that's in the home, and that's bare minimum. I mean, that's not going to let you do any cleaning or washing anything or bathing yourself. You might have enough to brush your teeth, but 14 gallons is is the minimum you should store at your house for survival for the first two weeks. And we really would highly recommend you store much more than that. You know, you can go out and get these 55-gallon drums. You can get 30-gallon drums. You can get 15-gallon drums that are made to store water in. And as long as you keep these in a clean, airtight container and try to keep them out of the sun and, and in a relatively cool place, uh, these are very safe for long-term water storage. And so as you look at those, uh, obviously the, the big containers, uh, that's an easy way to do that. If people are in apartments or smaller places, what, what are kind of the rules of thumb in terms of bottled water, commercially bottled water, and uh, making sure you, you keep those in the right way? You know, there's an expiration date on commercially bottled water, and that's that's cheap to buy. I mean, you could really uh, pick that up fairly, fairly inexpensive at places like Sam's and Costco and Walmart. But it has a very short expiration date on it, which we're talking about a year, year and a half. 
And the reason you don't want to drink it after that is because those plastic containers are made to break down. We have so many of them in our landfills that they have been designed to start to deteriorate, um, you know, 18 months out. And that will deteriorate and get that plastic leaching into the water. So, um, again, you want to look for a container that has HDPE, the letters um, HDPE and a 2 on it. And if you put water in a container that is, that is an HDPE 2 container, you can store water in that indefinitely. When I say indefinitely, I'm talking 20, 30, or more years. Wow. And so those those kind of containers... And the interesting thing is, you know, we tell people that they ought to rotate their water, but Utah State has been doing some studies recently. They've been sharing with us. And what they have found is you really don't need to do anything to municipal tap water before filling your containers. That water comes already treated and ready for storage. And you, you just need to make sure you fill your container to the top so there's not air there and that you keep it out of direct sunlight and in a cool area. And... This, I get, these kinds of containers, um, will main, with maintaining an airtight seal on them, well, you can store water for 20 or 30 years in it. And that's just water out of your tap. You're not having to go out and buy, you know, Clorox or any of these aftermarket products that, that help um, purify and keep the water clean. Yeah. So, and, and dig into that. Dig into that side of it for us uh, for just a second, Jeff, in terms of uh, what you do need to do in terms of that chlorine or, or way to disinfect your water. Again, if you're in that emergency, you don't have uh, your container, your drum, you don't have your bottled water. If you've got to actually use that, what's the what's the right steps there? Well, we highly recommend a, a water filter, and you can buy these relatively inexpensive. There's several different types, kind of made for hiking that are lightweight and you know, you'll purify 300 or 400 gallons if, as long as you're not putting dirty pond water in it. And those are excellent. But if you have to filter, your, if you, excuse me, have to purify your own water, there are three steps you need to think about. And that is the one to pre-filter it. And that's running your water through a cloth or a cotton or a coffee filter to remove large particles. And that also is a good thing to do even if you're using a, a water filter. And then, and then filter your water through a main filter. There are many commercially purchased fillers that remove chemicals and sediments, microorganisms, heavy metals. Um, these fillers uh, can even remove some some viruses and bacteria. And so you can you can use a filler like that. And then the the final process that kills any remaining micro microorganisms organisms is you need to maybe either boil it, add iodine tablets, bleach. Chlorine dioxide, which is uh, iodine and chlorine free, and it will actually purify your water. Boiling water, um, a lot of people think you need to boil it for three to five or seven minutes. You, you print all these stories. What they have found is that if the water comes to a rolling boil, once the water has reached a temperature that brings it to a rolling boil, it has killed everything in it. And once you've brought your water to that boil, you don't need to keep boiling it and boiling the water away. Um, it, it's everything in it's dead if okay. it's come to a rolling boil. Okay, fantastic. Great insight as always. Jeff Johnson is the State Emergency Operations Safety Officer at the Utah Division of Emergency Management. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for inviting us. All right, you've been listening to KSL's Emergency Preparedness Series, Be Ready, Utah. If you have questions about emergency preparedness, not sure where to get started, find the answers at beready.utah.gov. We'll step aside for one last commercial break. Up next, some final thoughts. Stick around on KSL News Radio.